grown and sexy, but clean Shit. sometimes. That's what's up. We didn't say it was a family show, so there's that. Young Wait, are born. we? With that? With that? Well, <laughs> so that, are we? I don't know. We, over, we all over the place. <laughs> Had to come out of retirement. These these knees don't. They was snap, cracking, and popping, you know, like a Rice Krispie. But we made it do what it do. But I did take a couple of ibuprofens afterwards, though, all right? What's good, y'all? It's your homie, Big T. And I'm Shay Renee. And I miss Amy, Montauk's favorite white girl. Yes, and you are listening to the only podcast that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion straight from the 419, and the only show that keeps our ears to the streets. While you grind in the 419. Yes, yes, yes. It is Friday. We are back with another edition of Mud Talk. We have it's a FYF Friday. Yes, and we have a very packed show today. Uh, we have two guests on the show today. Um, first, we have Councilwoman Venice Williams on the show. Yeah, she is here in the building, y'all. I told y'all we bring the heavy hitters here. So that, you know, when we got a councilwoman on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate you for coming. Yes. Um, and then we also have our Mud uh, mud Artist of the Week. Uh, R&B artist Mr. Vic Terry is in the building. He's going to be here in just a second to chop it up with us. But y'all know before we do anything, I got to get y'all tapped in and plugged into the news. All right? Y'all ready? Yeah. All right. So uh, first things first is news coming out of Faustoria. So people in Faustoria can now possess up to 20, uh, actually 200 grams of marijuana and not face any fine, jail time, or have it put on their criminal record. Sound like I need to move to Faustoria. Uh, <laughs> uh, one Faustoria council member has been working towards this for years. Um, council, council member Logstone. I hope I said that right. Sorry. Um, also said the laws in Faustoria have been used to target people of color more often. Faustoria residents say the new laws let police focus on other more violent offenders. So, yeah, I think that's pretty dope. I always, I always felt like, you know, when it comes to um, laws around marijuana, they definitely target people of color. Um, and it's dope to see people in um, in power who are working to overcome those barriers and, you know, um, let people smoke weed. It's just weed. Right. It's just right. weed. It's just and weed. we're so close to Michigan, which is weed legal. Yes. It's right there. And people go to Michigan all the time and buy weed. So why go to Michigan when you can just do it here? Especially when it's used for medicinal purposes. So. Yes. I don't yeah. care if it's not medicinal purposes. You just, <laughs> you've had a long day today. Just go home, smoke your blunt. And that is okay. May, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But shout out to the people in Fosteria and shout out to Fosteria uh, council members. So that's I wonder what's up. what their real estate look like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's go find out. Listen. All right. In other news, um, the Toledo Lucas County uh, Police Athletic League is getting a $1.1 million multi-purpose mm-hmm. athletic field at 1111 East Manhattan Boulevard. Uh, the city of Toledo announced this on Thursday. Once the field is complete, Powell will offer baseball, soccer, and flag football. Powell says they will use athletic programs as opportunities to mentor local youth, and the more they can offer, the more people they believe they can reach. So shout out to the police department and the athletic league for oh, doing no, no. something positive. And the council. Oh, right. yeah. city council. Oh, and, ooh, and the council. Yes, yes, and city council. Okay. Mm-hmm. City council yeah. got from that money. See, oh, <laughs> see, that's, see, that's why we got you here. I know that's right. I know that's right. All right, and our last piece of news um, here out of Toledo, artists of any skill will be able to explore all kinds of art with the grand opening of Make 419 on Saturday, which is a new maker space in downtown Toledo. Owner Charlotte Laney described a maker space as an open studio where anyone can come in and use a wide variety of art equipment to explore their creative ideas. The new business will be located inside the Secor building on Jefferson Avenue in downtown Toledo, where members can work with pottery wheels, light boxes, jewelry, knitting materials, and many more crafting equipment. Um, they offer day passes, monthly memberships, and yearly me- uh, memberships. In addition to the studio time, they also offer classes and workshops for all ages. So, okay. if you have some little artists in the making, go down there and take them to Make 419. All right. And that was my plugged in news. All right. So, like I said here, we have a very special guest in the building. We have Miss Venice Williams in the building. How are you feeling Ooh. today? That's, I mean, other than the sinus drainage. Yeah, listen, <laughs> the weather is throwing everybody listen. off today. Um, I know I walked outside today and I was like, I thought this was fall, but it feels more like winter. So I don't know what was but going then you on. Got, the sun was beaming and it was super hot for a little bit. Yeah, it was. So, you know. and I can talk about this news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of news. Yeah, the Pals um, the field is going to be amazing. Okay. Now, how that came about was um, in 2000, how I got on board with this in 2000 and 
19, I worked for LISC, Local, Local Initiative Support Corporation, and it's a nonprofit, um, and it's a CDFI, um, a Community Development Financial, Financial Institute. So I was in charge of running this grant called the Replay Grant with ESPN and LISC, and uh, Powell was like, we want to build this big old sports complex where not only baseball, soccer, um, will be played. They can, they will even be able to play lacrosse, mm. but it's bringing it to the north end, okay. which is in the, one of the best districts in the city, District Four. Well, the best district, which is where I um, do it. But they just didn't have the revenue, and then twenty twenty happened, and it shut everything down. Okay, and so um, COVID shut everything down. All their engagement, all them trying to get the money, and then. Dr. Adams, who was the previous councilwoman that was on council, she actually led the initiative to try to get them um, roughly about $400,000, And I'm like, Dr. Adams, that ain't enough. That ain't enough money. She was like, yes, it is. It's a start. I'm like, well, no. You can't start somebody off. That's setting them up for failure if they can't get the rest. Right. right. So we did some things and, and worked together, and we found them some funding, and got it they got 1.4 so that's a I lot was, of money i was glad that I, before i even was on council mm-hmm. i was in a position to see where it was going um and if anybody know the history of pal pal has been historically effective in the neighborhood absolutely connecting mm-hmm. police with community they had um an officer ron wilcox and i tell him all the time he used to come to smith park which is where i grew up at and take Black boys and tell them, come on, we about to go box. Mm. And he yep. and he, he he was not um, he was not letting them say no. Like he knew the gang bangers. Like come on, everybody that was banging, come on. And he started something off, you know, that kind of curtailed me into my role in boxing mm-hmm. now. So yeah, kudos to Pal. I'm glad that they got it, and I'm glad our council was able. And the city of Toledo was able to help them out with it. That's what's up. Now, when is that um, construction or whatnot supposed to take place? It's starting now. Okay. Now, we're hopeful that it'll be finished in April, April, mm-hmm. May. So, I mean, depending on weather, you know how that's going to go. Yeah. But um, hopeful it'll start. Now, everybody was like, well, you got Julie Brown down here, and you got um, Wilson Park right here, but this is pow. Right. I mean, and in the black community, we need all we can get. So... It's not enough. Right. We got plenty more to do. We have plenty more um, stuff we need to put in the black communities. And that's what it is. And especially North End. North End has been really a stepchild with the city. Yes. For <laughs> as long as I've I've known it and grown up, the North End has always been, like you said, the redheaded stepchild. Mm-hmm. They've always been the side of town that lacks resources and places for kids to go and everything. So that's really dope that they're they're um, putting that together. Is it like an indoor outdoor facility? It's, no, it's actually outdoor. I mean, mm-hmm. Powell has a building and they right. play basketball mm-hmm. and do little activities there, but this is gonna be strictly outdoor activities. Okay. It's gonna be so dope. I, yeah. I mean, the renderings uh, that are done are, are amazing, but I think it's gonna be dope when they get done with it. That's Sounds awesome. dope. All right. Well, we are gonna tap back in with you in just a few minutes, but. Miss Shay, you got your Shay with the shits today, right? Yes, I do. I actually have a great conversation for you guys. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so today's topic is entitlement. Ooh. Ooh. So. <laughs> now, right now. So if y'all didn't know, if y'all didn't already know, now you do. Your girl's single <laughs> and mingling. So earlier I had a conversation with this guy I recently met who felt like if somebody wanted them to start buying weed from them, that they should give them a sample, a free sample up front. No, I'm not condoning selling weed or buying illegal drugs. That's not what I'm saying. Let's put that but disclaimer out there. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> he tried to make his point in saying that this is how things were done where his he was from. So my question to him was, when you go to a store, do they give you beer and cigarettes on consignment up front? And of course, he said no. Um, so I explained to him that if that guy was to do that with 10 people, he wouldn't have any product left or money to take home to feed his family or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. he needed to do it. So what would be his purpose? So my question is, why as black people do we feel, and I don't mean everyone, but I do mean some people feel so entitled. Hmm. Is that really entitlement or just want to hook up? That's what I said. I felt like it was you just looking for a freebie, and then it's just like. I think historically, black people just always felt like we needed to stick together, and like we we 
stick together. And and I, I do believe sometimes like your friends supposed to be your biggest supporter. Right. right. They supposed to be where a lot of your dollars coming from. Like my my daycare center. Our family go there. Them be the main ones, though, who yeah. want things for free yeah. or at a discount. And it just, like, I don't know. People like that just bother me because as a hairstylist, I just look at those type of people like, oh, were well, you supposed to be doing my hair for free? Yeah, Why? No. What was it the meme I just saw today? It just said, if you have friends in a business, don't ever ask them for a discount or anything for free. No. Like, you should be their supporter and giving them full. Right. Yeah, when you've seen the struggle. Yeah. Now, you know, everybody has struggles in their business. I know I did, but <laughs> when you, I, I just feel like we as a whole really need to start supporting each other, period. Definitely. Right. Like, Absolutely. Like my hair is dollars. How much is it? My to, to this day, my nail tech, she ain't sent me my invoice. And I, I come back and see her. I'm like, uh-uh. You need to send me your invoice. Send me your invoice. And tip. Oh, my, my God. Goodness. What is wrong? with Like, people do not tip these days at all even when going to like a restaurant those people are working hard mm-hmm. like it's like four something they oh, get yeah. basically half or less than half of minimum wage so those people got to eat they got families to feed yeah. i saw a lot of i wouldn't necessarily entitlement but you know wanting to hook up when i was working at spotlight at the bar and people was like oh ty like let get me in for free i'm like dude like that's taking money away from us you know what right. i'm saying and Sometimes when I do get you in for free, you come to the bar and get all these drinks and you still don't tip. So now I kind of feel double play and it makes me not even want to do it the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, us that's as black dirty. people, it is, it's very, and that's why <laughs> yeah. a lot of them stopped coming. Because I was like, yeah, no, you're on the block list. Don't come here. Um, but I do feel like, like she said, we do need to stick together more. If you know your friend, especially if they're starting a the business, like from the ground up, like I wouldn't even be asking them for a discount. I actually would be asking, like, what do you need? How can I support you? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But that question, like, why would he even think that? Especially with we. Like, <laughs> like, if people don't understand the hustle it takes, first of all, I'm risking my life. Absolutely. <laughs> I could go to jail for this. And you want to hook up. I need to be paying, getting ready to pay my lawyer just in case. Right. That's and if I'm risking my life, I need hazard pay. So, go ahead and give go. me some hazard pay. Money out of, and that's money out of his, the person's pocket that they're spending on their reason. And he, okay, so he's from Detroit, and so I Unless instantly thought, say that he's he grown, is he growing his own? No, no, no. So he's from Detroit, but he moved here. Um, so that's illegal. We don't condone that either. Oh yes, no, not, not in Ohio. <laughs> no, maybe not in Fostoria. I don't know. How yes, move to Fostoria. So sir. he moved here, and I was instantly confused because Detroit has so many um, dispensaries, and it's like you don't walk in a dispensary like let me get a dime bag right, for right. free until <laughs> I come back. Let me sample it out. No, you're gonna go in there, spend money on what you want, and I just feel like, like I said, that's why I felt. He felt entitled to, oh, well, back home they did it this way. Were you not back home? You and we always we always think, everybody, we all cousins, though. Mm. So, <laughs> we all family. I know when I opened my child care center, um, I was broke when I finally opened it. And, you know, I was cutting deals everywhere. And all the, all the center, other center people were like, no, don't do that. Don't. I said, but I'm just starting out, and I know these people really need child care. Mm-hmm. But probably I opened in July and January. I was walking because my car got repoed. Whole councilwoman walking down the street because my car got repoed. But I didn't care because I was living my dream. But then nobody knew that aspect of it. So when I did start, when I got my five stars a year and a half in, ain't no more deals. Right. <laughs> like, yep. I'm, like I'm solidified now. Like I'm proving, I proved myself that I have definitely... Did, did what I needed to do to make sure that your child is in a quality place that's recognized mm. by the state. So, but yeah, it's rough because yeah. I was cutting everybody deals and they was okay with it. And nobody knew I was walking. They probably do now. <laughs> but, right, nobody knew I was walking, and, but I was walking to take care of their kids mm. at a discounted rate. Well, and what they say is today's price is not yesterday's price. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that's right. And I can see if you were already a customer and then I look out for you or this, that, or if, you know, I do it because I want to do it. But you, a new cup, how I know you're not going to run off of my product and I'm never going to see you run again. Right. They have weed samples? They have weed samples? No. It's Saturday. Is it like Sam's? Yeah, we like Sam's. Just go around and try. It's Saturday Because if that's the case, I'm going to all the gas stations. I'll be back. <laughs> wow well all right then all right that was some good shit all right so in closing <laughs> we have to do better as a community to work so 
Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. So in closing, we have to do better as a community to support black businesses, support those who support you. Who knows in the future, you might get those items on consignment or at a discount or even for free if you're loyal. It's all about that loyalty, though. Yes. All right. Well, I hope the dude in Detroit is listening. It's all about loyalty. <laughs> I don't care if he is. The negative energy was a turn off for me. <laughs> he always complained about something. And trying anyway, to get the free weed sample. Listen. Right. <laughs> I want to go to... I want to go to a wine tasting and you want to go to a wee sample. <laughs> it's giving broke vibes what? to me. Right. Uh, exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Shay, with Shay with the shits. Make sure y'all not out there trying to get no free weed. All right. <laughs> and if he feels some type of way, fuck your feelings. Oh, ooh, oh, yeah. There you go. What's today? Fuck okay. your feelings. All right. So, Miss Venice, we got to talk about this, this council, hey, this council business. That. So, how did you even get into being into city council? So back in July um, or June, it was July, some unfortunate things happened to um, some black council members, black and brown council members, um, and um, they asked for people to submit their resumes. Mm. And I was like, oh, man. So I'm, I be praying. Sometimes my stuff don't get up there because I cuss. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have prayed and I talked to my family. Like, I'm putting my resume in and Anybody know me, I'm super honest about my family, so mm-hmm. I really had to go to them first because they was like, eh, I got your business, my business. So right. I had to go to them first, so I put my resume in. And I got a pretty good resume, but it doesn't have anything that addresses politics or things like that. So I'm like, they ain't going to call me. So um, in September, this was July, in September I got a phone call from Judge Puffenberger. And he said he wanted to talk to me and schedule an interview with me to talk about my resume. And I was like, oh, hey, ma, it is real. Like, they <laughs> And so talked again to my family, um, had the interview with Judge Puffenberg. And it was an interesting conversation because we didn't talk about politics at all. He talked about my um, background in education. Mm. And he said his wife was a teacher, and he thinks the best people in the world are teachers. And I said, oh, but I taught at a dropout recovery. <laughs> That's a whole different beast. Right. And he was like, well, explain it to me. So I talked to him about that, and then that was on a Wednesday. Thursday night, September 17th, Council President Cherry called me and was like, hello, Councilwoman Williams. I'm, I'm like, what? He said, hello, I'm Council President Cherry. I would love to welcome you on board the city council for District 4. I was like, and I got the whole hood? Like, what? That's what's up. Are you serious? Like, how did this happen? Now, the week prior, broke up with my boyfriend, cut my hair off, and was planning on living my best life. Mm -hmm. And then the council happened. I was like, oh, man, it's deep. So after that, that was uh, September 18, 2020. So it's been two years, and um, as I got on it, I just never imagined, like, no, like, because mm-hmm. I'm not a poli- not I am a politician, but I am not a good politician, because I don't have a lot of bullshit to give. Mm-hmm. So when I got on, I was like, oh, man, how I'm going to bullshit these people. <laughs> <laughs> and as I got to it, um, um, you know, everybody welcomed me with open arms. Um, and it just, it just worked out that way. I really had to have that conversation with my family because if any of y'all know my story, like I didn't come from the good side of the track. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up at Smith Park, grew up in a junction neighborhood. I lived in the Moody Manor. Uh, I lived on the North End with my daughter. So it wasn't like I was like the ideal person to, to be in here, but I do, I have worked hard on Mm -hmm. my life. I hold a, a master's degree. I hold several certificates and licenses. Um, so I'm ideal on paper, but when you look back how I grew up, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, why we let this girl on here? <laughs> so but, are you afraid of any skeletons coming out? No, because okay. I'm an open book. Okay. Like, listen, I'll give you all my skeletons. So it's not like um, I'm not scared of, of anybody coming forward with anything because I'll own up to it. I'll tell you what it is. Like, Yo, everybody, look, you could you could ask me something and I'll be like, well, I ain't going to tell you today. I'll tell you later. <laughs> but I'll tell you, like, I don't have any problems with it because if you look at my my direct family, 
my direct family is my sisters and my brother and my um my mom and my dad. Well, my mom, we always talk. Uh, uh, I talk about her because I'm proud of her. She's 10 years clean off of 23 years stand of drug abuse. Then my brother, he was OG gang member. Dope boy. Three-time felon. Boyfriends, felons. Um, my sisters both had teen pregnancies. So my daddy, a felon. So, I mean, I'm an open book when it comes to that. Now, will I let anybody come for my family? Oh, no. We might have to get in the street about it. Right. But I'm an open book about it. Right. Like, you're not going to attack my family because who we are. Mm -hmm. And this is not untypical. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's a double negative. But this is almost a typical black family. Like, I can count on my hands how many black men that come around me that don't have a felony. Hence, the weed. Why, why is weed still illegal in Toledo? Right. We do need to, maybe that's something I need to, to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get just, on that. Just because the, the prison system was set up years ago to, to, to send black men to prison. But I can, like I said, I can count on my hand how many black men that are in my inner circle that don't have felonies. Mm -hmm. But I can give you double, triple how many do. And I'm not going to cut them out of my life because I'm on city council. No, they can help advocate for how they got out of it or how they trying to still get out of it. So, yeah, I ain't scared of no skeletons come out. Bring them. That's what's up. Okay. Now, you came in, like you said, after there were two city council members that had to be dismissed from... Oh, four, excuse me. Well, four that had to be dismissed. Do you feel like... Was there any pressure that you felt like because of those things that happened with those four? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Look, so there was an initiative this weekend, as a matter of fact, where it was called Blaze, where the the police were doing uh, their operation in the neighborhood with my child care center, and I live by my child care center. They be pulling people over my child care center. I'm like, man, I'm the councilwoman. Y'all can't use my parking lot. That right. ain't a good look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like The police and, and councilwoman Williams parking lot. Oh, man, get on my parking lot. But, yeah, it is a level of pressure because not only because of what happened to them, but what work that they were trying to do on council. Like, uh, I know Ms. Yvonne from the work that she was trying to do, and, you know, she was really advocating for our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. She was really advocating for District 4 for the deep concentration of poverty because District 4 is the poorest district in the city of Toledo. Um but just trying to do that and argue for that, it, it, that that's the pressure that I have. And, and the pressure to carry the whole hood on your shoulders. Right. That's, that's the pressure. That's the pressure I get to make sure that I represent my hood right and also let people know, like, you got to understand, just because of where we come from doesn't mean that we can't sit down and, and listen, I can go in any room and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I, don't, I want people to understand that. That's what's up. All right, Miss Emily, did you have a question for her? And I'm having a hot flash. Oh, sorry, we, we were talking about this earlier. We were having a hot flash together. I just, um, as a counsel, so from what I see, and I work with kids, and I do a lot of mental health, and there, obviously we could turn on the news any day, and there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of gun violence, there's mm -hmm. murders happening. What does counsel think, like, what's their ideas on how to address that? So for me, the biggest thing for me and what I've said time and time again, I don't address gun violence. I don't address gun violence. You can have the news call me after somebody got murdered. I'm mm -hmm. not talking to you about it. And there's no comment from District Court Councilmember Vanice Williams when somebody shot and killed mm -hmm. because I don't politicize people's pain. And I'm not saying right. any other council member is, right. but I don't. I've lived it. Mm -hmm. I've seen a man killed in front of me. Mm -hmm. I've had guns put to my head. My brother has been shot several times. Mm -hmm. I lived it. So I'm not going to talk about it. But what I will do is work. So the initiative to create the youth services and the youth youth programming is in the summer and mm -hmm. through the school year. That's something that I was behind. We, um, also, also cleaning up the neighborhoods because if you look, I pulled all the departments together um, just last week and I said, okay, here's the homicide map for 2020 to 2022. Where is it? And it's a it's a it's a map with all of the city in here all the homicides, and they use purple little dead people, right? Mm -hmm. I could pull it up. They use purple people 
as the dead people on there. It's like little people on there. Most of those maps are, most of those dead people, purple dead people, are in District 4. What's District 4 is all of the North End, most of the North End. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, all of the North End. Downtown, mm-hmm. Junction neighborhood, mm-hmm. Boomer now. What's wrong with those neighborhoods? I have 684 houses up for demo. That's more than two other districts alone. 684 houses wow. that need to be demoed. I have grass growing, blight in all the neighborhoods. So when we talk about gun violence, gun violence is just a symptom. It's just a symptom of a bigger picture. Poverty, disenfranchisement, poor poor, uh, um, investment in the neighborhoods. And that's what I work on. So I don't don't know how to address gun violence, but I do know how to address, can we clean up this neighborhood? Can we tear down these houses? Because at the end of the day, People are in eight. If somebody wants to kill somebody, they're going to do it. Right. We just had a young man plead to four four shootings. Two of them ended in murder, and he did it because he wanted to, mm-hmm. and he was out on bond, and he's knocking butts. So when we think about gun violence, we have to look at the neighborhood and what. Because <clears throat> how many shootings happen at Old Orchard? It ain't that. It's probably one that happened at Old Orchard. Right. But how many happened in Boomer or in Junction? 10, 15 over the last two years. So that's what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for all the council. I know that it's a lot of work being done. There's a gun violence initiative that the mayor had took on with the interrupters. Um, and they took gun and gun violence interrupters out. They just call them interrupters now because you cannot stop gun violence. Right. But what you can do is try to... I took, I took some of the department heads and I said, I drove them around and I said, I would feel comfortable shooting somebody right here. And they were like, what? I was like, somebody got shot right here. Look right there. There's a vacant house right there that the grass is overgrown. Somebody felt comfortable shooting someone here. Mm-hmm. Let's make it uncomfortable for somebody to want to shoot somebody. So that's how I address gun violence. And I don't want to, you know, like I said, I don't want to talk for any other council members, but that's for me because I know why people got shot in my neighborhood. Right. So what plan of action would you take to correct that? What? As far as like... What I just did. I met with all the... I took the department heads around and I said, look, I will feel comfortable. Then I'm working with the land bank. Those 685, 84 houses are coming down. We are doing um, some pilot programs that are like a deep clean. And the land bank is on board to try to help us with some funding for that. Also, alleys getting cleaned out. Mm-hmm, um, right. Once those houses get torn down, now what we're going to do there? So those are what we're doing. That's the initiative that I'm doing. Sitting down with the people that actually are doing the work to get it done. Right. And that's the thing. Like, people people work in their offices. But when you go out and you talk to the people that actually live in these neighborhoods, it's life-changing. So, and that's what we're doing. So, that's the Department of Forestry. That's Urban Beautification. That's Public Services. These are all departments in Mm -hmm. the city. That's um, Code Enforcement. That's Department of Transportation. That's all of those. Now, did you hear me say social services? You can't social service gun violence away. Right. You have to make people uncomfortable with killing people in certain areas. Because why are they more comfortable killing them in District 4 than District 5? Right. That's what's up. Yeah, that's, and that's a great question. It's good to hear that work is being done, and we, we got that thanks to you. Now, do you plan on running up for re-election? I do. Okay. And I'll tell you why. In 2023, the seat is up, um, and then I'll run for my seat. So in 2023, I had to do a lot of soul searching because usually I, didn't, I got appointed to my seat. Um, during the election, you know, if you have other people coming, they, they try to, you know, bring up skeletons, which... I said, Mm -hmm. bring it on. Um, And I was concerned about that at first. But then I said, I have so much work going on right now. um, I want to see it through. Now, will I run after that? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just because I'm so involved with my center and and making that great for the kids. Um, Because I used to be a high school principal of a dropout recovery. And... um, I needed to start over because working at a dropout recovery, I had a 20-year-old that had a first-grade reading level, and you know where it happened at. Right. Um, you had parents that couldn't advocate for their kids, 
So now I help with that advocacy. So I'm really focused on that. So I do want to run for my seat um, for 2024. It, that's when I would be elected for 2024 to 2028. So I would do that. I would definitely, I definitely want to see some things finish out. Absolutely. I and I think all, whatever skeletons you said that aren't out there, I, that makes you relatable. I don't even care. Y'all can come if you want to, but if you can't whip my ass in the street, then right. don't bring it up. Oh, which is, which, which makes you very relatable. And I think that's, if you can't whip my ass in the street, because that's probably where I'm going to tell you to go. If you bring anything up about my mama, my brother, my mm -hmm. sister, my, uh, my cousin, my baby daddy, all that. <laughs> That's what's up. All right. Well, we got a comment. Uh, we got Lexi Sims says Village Academy supports Venice and would like to donate a hundred dollars to his campaign fund. Okay, you okay, look, look at that. I'm gonna send you my at blue account. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, thank you, Lexi. Yes, shout out I love to Lexi. You, baby. We love you. Now we can't let you leave here yet because Miss Shea has a game here called you. This or That. Okay, let's go. This is where they put you in the hot seat. Anything, but I don't know if I'm answering. Okay, so before we get into the questions, I do have a question. Are you married, single, dating? What's so I have a situationship. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. I love that term. I guess like, that was I a love great it too. term. I can just get you out of the everything. Yeah. Like, it's a situationship. It's fine. It's a situationship. Right. That's the common relationship these days. Because <laughs> right we grown and we can leave anytime we want. Okay. Okay. So vacation or staycation? Vacation. I love to travel. I haven't been able to travel like I wanted to, but I love to travel. I love to go to New Orleans. Ooh, New okay. Orleans. Okay. Ooh, I love to eat. Yes. <laughs> Where's your dream vacation? Um, I, I really would like to go to Paris. Ooh. My girls went to Paris one year, and I, I couldn't go with them, but I would really like to go to Paris. Okay, okay. Passenger or driver? Oh, Passenger. Oh, passenger. When my daughter got her license, I was like, here. <laughs> <laughs> True love or a rich guy? Um, at this point, money don't mean that much to me. I'll take true love. Okay. Wait, does that mean you can't find true love with rich guys? You can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if I if he was a bum and broke, I'd probably still like him. Yeah. I done did that before. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Watch a movie or watch the sunset? I watch the sunset. Okay, light or dark liquor? Oh, light. Honey, I, dark liquor days is over, honey. <laughs> that was my Fredell days, dark liquor. Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus. She's got I had a bar stool. Only the light this time. <laughs> All right, so last question. Foreplay or dive right in? Ooh. Take some foreplay, please. <laughs> it's like getting in your car and you don't, don't even let it warm up. Right. You just roll like, off. I turn the heat, I turn the heat to see right away. We, talk, we talk a lot about foreplay. But that's the, oh, that's, the, that's the closest foreplay I done got in a while. <laughs> All right. That was it for All me. Right. So thank you. That wasn't too bad. I wasn't going to take it too hard on you. So. <laughs> that's what's up. All right. Well, we can't let you leave yet because we got one more thing. It's called Tips with Tea. That's where I give you five things on what you should <laughs> or should not do, okay? And you said that you were running up for re-election, so I got to give you some tips, right? Okay. So I'm well, these don't this pertain to her, not but... Yeah. But anybody that is even thinking about they running might, for They might. They might. They <laughs> So here we go. Tip number one, okay? And this is five things on what to do before you plan on running for office, all right? So tip number one, please take down your OnlyFans. Okay? Damn! We don't need you out here twerking for votes, okay? Or at least cover your face. I mean, at just, least don't, tell, just don't let them know it's you. Paper hey, bag it. If you're going to do that, wear a mask, cover just, yourself just, up. Just okay? She'll be all right. Damn, now we just going to fund my campaign. <laughs> but we do not need you out here twerking for votes, okay? So don't do that. All right, tip number two, please take care of your baby mama or baby daddy drama. He okay? cool. He going to put a sign in this, in this thing. <laughs> We don't need nobody's baby mama and baby daddy running up on stage in the middle of a press conference <laughs> while you were trying to address he the nation. <laughs> he will. He'll be like, that's my baby mama. <laughs> All right. Tip number three. If you owe somebody money, please pay, uh, pay them folks before you run for office. Oh, man. The IRS going to kill you. They going to get <laughs> you. You, you can't be out here asking for campaign dollars you, and you owe people money. Right. So don't do that. Okay. Um, tip number four. 
if you have a side piece or you are the side piece, please end it now. Uh-oh. Okay? We don't need no Monica Lewinsky's <laughs> pulling up while you're in office. Okay? None of that. <laughs> but if you call it a situation ship, it, it covers it. You're fine. There you go. You're fine. <laughs> there you go. Covers everything. And the last one. If you have not claimed all your kids, please do so right now. Okay? <laughs> We, we don't, don't want I them babies. Got one. No. I got one. I got one and a few bonuses. We don't need you becoming the next city council member and your illegitimate child's like, that's my daddy. That's my mama. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now you got a whole different scandal and you just got into office. Okay. <laughs> so that was my tips with T and that's five things on what to do before running well, for office. You. I'll make sure mm-hmm. I do all of it. There you go. All right. <laughs> well, Councilwoman Venice Williams, we appreciate you for coming Thank through the you. show. Please make sure, get out, support the community. They are doing so much dope stuff on city council right, right now, especially Miss Venice Williams Thank here. You. So make Thank sure you, you get out, support, 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 support those babies, okay? Um, and again, shout out to city council for doing a lot yeah. of dope stuff, getting out the initiative over there, you know, at, at the park and, and all of that stuff. So very proud of you guys. All right. So we're going to go ahead and go to a quick video. We're going to go ahead to Tracy the Rare Bree Haynes video called Butterflies. And when we come back, we got our Mud Artist of the Week, which is Mr. Vic Terry. So make sure to keep it locked right here on Mud Talk. How do I describe it? Like the fluttering of wings behind a rib cage or... Breathing against a hurricane's wind Aware of this moment with you Afraid of the unknown with you And still wanting your presence as if it's my first ever gift Holding on to the smiles you give Hoping you will smile with me And live Not just in my heart Or in between skip beats Or thoughts Or dreams that vanish in the day but in my life God broke the mold when he made you You're a rare breed if I say so myself a Simple as a gentle breeze But as mighty as the Red Sea Oh, you're a blessing It's your essence The fact that I'm crushing this so adolescence Oh, how I crave you Such an obsession My stomach ties in the night when you're present How you make me feel Words can't describe My heart just melts when I look in your eyes I'm cool when you're not here But when you arrive, I get butterflies, butterflies, butterflies How you make me feel, words can't describe My heart just melts when I look in your eyes I'm cool when you're not here, but when you arrive I get butterflies, butterflies, butterflies Wish I can touch you, baby But I see you, baby But I'm a nervous wreck Where are you? When I'm with you I, I,
What's good, y'all? We are here back on Mud Talk. That was Tracy the Reverend Haynes with his video, Butterflies. He will actually be on the show uh, sometime next month because we're going to have our sweetest day mm. month episode because October is all about sweetest day. So he's going to be stopping by the show in October. So that's what's up. Right. All right. Like Big C said, we have a special guest in the building, Mr. Victory. All right. Victory is an R&B artist born and raised here in Toledo who is hoping to inspire people with his, this gift to soothe the soul and ease the mind. He's here to talk about his new album, A Rock and Weary Land. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, like she said, I'm born and raised here in Toledo. Um, I went to Scott and Libby High School. Um, and, you know, grew up in the inner city. So, you know, I was definitely... Uh, was around all the bad stuff growing up. So, and music is something that really took me out of having to be around all the, the craziness growing up. So, definitely a blessing. So, what inspired you to start doing music? Uh, well, my mother, um, she she was a, she was a, she did music. She sung for years, traveled the world doing it. And uh, she, unfortunately, she passed away when I was young. And, I got three other brothers, and my dad ended up raising me and my brothers by himself. And uh, he got us really deep into the music and, you know, got keyboard lessons and stuff like that. So I guess the gift that she had really transpired in us, and it just seemed inevitable, you know. So. That's what's up. Now, your album is called A Rock in a Weary Land. Why did you title your album A Rock in a Weary Land? I titled it because I have so many different stories within my album. There is really no set standard um, of how I um, base my album. It's, it's so many different stories, I'm, so many different things I'm touching in my album. And it's usually what everybody going through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's it's about being strong in this desolate world because, you know, everybody going through something right now. Absolutely. You know, it's been COVID. We didn't went through COVID and and that record high murders here in this city. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in order for you to continue to have that sound mind, you got to be a rock. Right. Where you land. Absolutely. Now, you are an R&B artist. Are you looking to journey into any other genres or is this kind of like you kind of want to get a feel for and see where you want to go? Oh, yeah, I'm an R&B artist, but gospel is always my first love. Okay. You know, grew up in it, born and bred in I still do it actively. Um, I sing in a gospel quartet group called... Glass City Disciples. Okay. Um, so it's, that's my first love, you know. Um, R&B is just my voice, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yes, I, I would do any type. I do pop. I do rock. I do any of that. Do you rap? I mean, if you want me to, <laughs> I, hey, I bust one, two hours. Okay? <laughs> so, so who are some of your biggest inspirations as an artist? Y'all probably going to be shocked about this, so... My biggest inspirations now that I listen to now is all women. Her, Jasmine Sullivan, and Ari Lennox. They the top dogs out right now. Absolutely. And they they the ones who I feel like is taking the game to a whole nother level. And they the ones who I feel like they set the bar high. Right. So now there's been a debate going on online that R and B is dead. Do you feel like R and B is dead? Okay, so you just played <laughs> Tracy video, right? Tracy had a um R and B thing not too long ago. Did y'all see that? Yeah, we actually was down there. Yeah, yeah. we covered we down there. Wow, yes. that's enough. Do I need to say anything else? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> R and B is nowhere near dead. <laughs> that's what's up. Now you said you grew up in the church and you're still actively in church. Have you ever, or do you feel the pressure because you are doing gospel music and secular music that people are going to feel a way that you're kind of like dibbling, dabbling back and forth between the I two. I mean, if anything, it may be a conflict within myself. I, honestly, I have not heard the pressure from anybody, you know, outside. But maybe the conflict within myself, mm -hmm. anything. But like I said, right now, I'm, I'm in the midst of just want to be able to speak my voice. Right. So that's just my main focus right now is to speak my voice. And if anybody got a problem, they come out at me. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's been a lot of pulling up today on the show. Hey. We got he talking about pull up and he's talking about pull up. Man, listen, hey. we just hey. keeping it running. Forward. I, I, I love, I love right. it. That's what's up. So that in, the internal struggle that you described. So just speaking your voice kind of covers everything. Just kind of helps you feel better. It helps me feel wonderful mm -hmm. because I I always been a um, 
I would say passive person. You know, I never, I'm not no confrontational person. So if something is bothering me, nobody would never know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this album definitely let me speak my voice. Y'all, voice. You would know what's wrong with me now. You know right. what I've been going through. Album. So these are your skeletons. Yes. Yeah. So as an artist, it's safe to say that music is therapeutic for you. Very therapeutic. Okay. That's what Very I love about music. I mean, that's like we've talked. I do mental health, and that's one of the first things I say: write your song, write your rap, right. whatever it is. Oh, yeah. It's easier to speak for a lot of people through Absolutely. music. All right. Now, when does your album drop? My album actually dropped two days ago. Oh, well, okay. congratulations. Yes. Mud hey, can we get that DJ Clue bomb one time? We need that DJ Clue bomb. Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. Hey, there yeah. we go. Mud Talk certified. So, yeah, tonight I'm having my album release party. That's why I see me all spiffy, you know. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to a party. They want to celebrate the album release, so... So where is it at? I mean, we didn't You said the word party. We love the party. We live right now. 529 Door Street. Y'all need to show up. It's the Premier Lounge. That's where I'm having my album release party. They there right now. Turn in up. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to go. We're going to have fun. Celebrate, we gonna drink, we gonna kick it, we gonna do all that. So y'all need to come out there and celebrate with us. That's well, you heard it here first. Hey, make sure y'all pull up, y'all. I mean, we're pulling up on everything else. Might as well pull up to the party. Okay. Huh? Absolutely. That's what's up. Now, before we let you go, can you tell us what is one of your favorite tracks off your album? Um No pressure. My favorite <laughs> track is the first one. It's actually called A Rock in the Wind. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna tell you why, because that's my autobiography. Oh, okay. It comes on where it talks about um, who I am as a person, mm-hmm. you know, and what I went through and where I'm at now, how I got there. Okay. All right. Where can they uh, purchase the album at? So, my album, A Rock in the Weary Land, you can download it anywhere on all platforms. No matter where you listen to music, it's everywhere. You can download it. You can go on my social media. My name is The Vocalist Victory on uh, Facebook. Vic the Vocalist on Instagram, and you can go on the links on any one of them and find how to find the links and download it. So That's what's up. Make sure y'all go and cop that album. It came out two days ago. It's called A Rock in a Weary Land. Make sure y'all pull up to the party that's tonight, and make sure y'all go ahead and download the album, man, because what it sounds like, it sounds like it's dope. It sounds like we need to go ahead and download that, That's going to be my Absolutely. tomorrow morning, Saturday listening. I always do R&B. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm right we'll there with you. Yes, yeah, put that on the right after meditation. And then I'll hit yes. you up on one of those platforms, on, and I'll let you know. I think. All right. Definitely. And you make it. sure when you get the video, make sure you bring it here. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We got to be in the video. What you mean? Hey, yeah. I've always wanted to. <laughs> we got to start it <laughs> off in do? the studio. You know, okay. at the beginning of the That'll video, work. and then yeah. it pop into you, and you know. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. Can I lay on a car? That's all I want to do. Oh. Here in the car. Do you have one of those songs? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that sounds like you want to be the video girl. No, I, oh, I got a spot. I, I, got a spot. Home. I heard yes. that. No, no, I want to be no. I like lay nicely, not hoe like. Yeah, we don't support any hoe shit here on Mud right. On this episode. <laughs> on, this, on this particular episode, we don't. No hoe shit here. But we appreciate you, Mr. Victory, for coming through. Make sure y'all download his album. Make sure y'all pull up to the party. And of course, when he drops his video, it's going to be here. And of course, it's always Mud Talk certified. So. Okay. Hey, that's what's up. Now, before we do anything else, we have one of our favorite segments. It's called Ask the White Girl. And Ask the White Girl is where our favorite white girl, Miss Amy, she answers any question that you have about white people. Okay. And we actually have a few questions for you that some people wrote to us. Okay. So before we do this, my disclaimer is I don't speak for all, like, this is not representative of me. It's not. It's just my experience in white people things. Yes. And so just throwing that out there. Don't all right. at me. So don't we have, fight me in parking lots. I don't fight. I'm please don't. There. We don't. Yeah, we don't condone violence here. So are you ready for these questions? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, white girl, are you sure you're actually a white girl? Because you seem like you're something else. I get this actually a lot. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And honestly, I, Every time I'm out, people say that. I was actually asking questions when we were, I was out last weekend. I, I probably got this question four times. I actually am a 100% certified white girl. I am not Latina. I get that a lot. <laughs> Are you Latina? I don't know if that's just because I get sassy when I drink. I don't. Maybe that's it. I don't know. You're sassy um, without it. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, no, so I am. I am not Latina. I am not anything else. I am not. I am a white girl from... Europe. Some, so people are like, so where do you get the, the looks? I mean, I did I did the little, like, DNA test. Um, I actually found out that my background is Armenian. 
Mm. So they're like a Kim um, Kardashian. Like Middle East, yeah, like Middle Eastern. Mm. So I didn't know that. I had no so idea. you do have a little bit of hoe in you there. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> back in the day, and there's no hoe now. I am a well-behaved human. Yes. But maybe back in the day. Okay. I'm old now. <laughs> Too old to be hoeing. Right. So I'm going to be a video girl, not a video hoe. So. There you go. It's levels. Okay. All right. Question number two. Hey, white girl, why do y'all let pets lick y'all in the mouth? Okay. This is disgusting. So I don't, this is not a me thing. I have a dog. Um, I would never let my dog lick me anywhere near my mouth. But I think white people let their animals lick them because they just, there's, there is something about pets and white people that they're, it's like their other child. Mm -hmm. Not that you let your children lick you because that's weird too. But um, I think they just, I don't know. It's like a thing. Like they feel like it makes their pets love them. And I mean, I've had people, I actually had somebody in my life try to give somebody else parenting advice based on how they parented their dog. Oh, so wow. that's how serious this whole pet child love thing is that's deep so white people take their pets very seriously very seriously oh. and to the point where i guess they can lick them in the mouth i will throw up if my dog comes anywhere near my mouth that's disgusting yeah, that's, yeah. i don't even let my dog jump on me you can't no yeah no white people stop letting y'all pets lick y'all yeah, in the mouth that's, that's, nasty. that's you and if, if you're not doing like just don't do it because then it becomes this thing where yeah. you know okay all right question all right. number three there you go. hey white girl why do y'all keep y'all kids on the leash listen also i don't i've never I, will, I swear though I should have with my daughter because she's wild, but um, no I don't I don't I don't do that so I don't know, but I really honestly don't know the answer to this. I, I've seen it. Maybe they're just really afraid they're going to lose their kids. Have you ever put your daughter on a leash? leash no, I said I should have though. I oh. wish I would have had the little leash thing, backpack retractable situation. She wouldn't. She wouldn't have worn it though. She's wild. She would have been like, get that off me. Mm. So <laughs> they let the dogs lick them in the mouth and put their kids on a leash. <laughs> Right. That's backwards. I just so said, who's I, really the pet? I don't know, the, but here's the thing. I, just, the I don't know. I think these are just very isolated incidents. I mean, the pet thing I get, but the isolated incidents of leashing, I haven't seen a lot lately. Like, yeah. When's the last time you saw a kid on a leash? I well, I don't know. Maybe it just happened All recently because I asked him. In the mall. In the mall, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that at one point somebody came out with these really cute like backpack leashes, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, that's cute. I want to make that." Yeah, it was like a kid. dog, and then speaking. Of so dogs, if a kid goes too far, do they just get snapped back? I don't know. Like, how does that but work? They're attractive. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, I will say this: I do think that, and I don't. This obviously could be anybody, but like there are certain things that do help kids that tend to run away with like special needs, and that, we're not yes. talking about that. Right. Um, these are just kids that. Oh, Regular ass wild. white kids. I'll tell you what though, I, I probably should have. I'm gonna get her one now. She's 12. You think she'd wear it? No. No. <laughs> no chance in here. Like, mm, not doing that, mom. She probably put it on you. Uh, I, that, that I would actually agree with for sure. She got to know where you are at all times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Next question. Hey, white girl, do you think a white parent can successfully raise black kids? So this one's kind of tricky because I mean I don't know exactly what they're talking about because if it's a white parent that had a kid with a black like a if it's a biracial situation that's not really like a black it's a, it's it's a different beast like you're not raising a a a, a kid that's only black mm -hmm. or only white like that's a, that comes with a whole other set of issues so I'm not really sure if that's what they're referring to okay because that is that's different parenting I think than what would happen if it's like a white parent raising a black child in like a foster parent situation or adoptive parent situation or a step parent situation. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that a white parent could successfully raise a black child, but I think it would take a whole lot of work and understanding on the white parent's absolutely. part. Absolutely. Um, because they ha they would have to understand that there is absolutely no way that you could ever, as a white parent, provide everything that a black child would need. Mm -hmm. And you'd have to put some very strategic people in the life of that child. Right. So, you know, making sure that there's a mentor that is black, probably same gendered, um, to, be able to, to be able to support that, whether it's a family member, whether it's a... A mentor in the community mm -hmm. um also allowing that child to experience things that are relative to their culture that they may not understand and also understanding just the differences and we talked about this in the last show just those mm -hmm. implicit biases that you could simply have um so i do think they can successfully raise black kids if they have the appropriate support system around them that doesn't just include other white people right i actually had a friend <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So I actually had a friend, their child, they no longer live here now, they live in Buffalo. So shout out to them if they're watching. Um, but they lived here in Perrysburg and they adopted a black child. Mm -hmm. And a situation happened at Perrysburg, basically a racial situation. And they did not know like how to handle it mm -hmm. and whatnot. And they asked me to be the kid's black uncle. And I was just like, um, we're not going to do that, but I will educate uh, you yeah. on how you should handle this. And, you know, and they were just like, well, what can we do? And I said, you know what, honestly, 
learning more about black culture right. and learning to you know what is okay and what is not okay but i'm not going to be your child's black uncle would I'm you not... have would you have mentored the child though like would you have been that person? most definitely okay. yeah i definitely would have mentored them but mm -hmm. as far as like giving me the title of a black <laughs> uncle no we're not doing that okay right. you don't just get to go around and pick random black people to be your kids uncles so in white people <laughs> and, and in white aunties. people speak i feel like what happened there was they were actually asking you to mentor it just came out in a very wrong way yes to be their yeah. black uncle black uncle so, yeah here you go <laughs> Um, and then I think our councilwoman actually asked a question before yes, she stepped out, she right? did. Oh, Lord Jesus. So, hey, white girl, why do y'all always want to touch black people here? <laughs> well, like I always said, I don't touch anybody ever without any permission. Um, I think this is goes back to that curiosity thing, and it's not okay. Look, we're going to go back to last. It's not okay. Don't touch people without their permission. Um, I think it's just a, like a non... It's not like it's, it's a, I don't have a lot of knowledge about it, so I don't understand on the same, I mean, on the same, on the flip side of that, I can honestly say that when I have worked with a lot of black children, they mm -hmm. want to touch my hair too. So I do think it's a curiosity thing, where it's like that's different from mine. It's not okay. Like, don't touch people without their permission. Um, but I think that probably is where it comes from. I don't touch people's hair without their permission. But yeah, don't do that. That's I'm rude. still living in my COVID bubble. Give me six feet. Right. Like, don't touch me. Don't come near me. Mm -hmm. Yes, and social when you distance. Sit in the back seat, wear a mask, and cover I, your mouth. I do think I do think part of that too is is part of that educating yourself on the history of hair and how important that knowledge is to the black community. And I think there's there's not a lot of education when it comes to that for the white community. Absolutely, and that needs to happen a little bit more. Yeah, right now, and, and maybe on the other hand too, because you know, it's when I do have students, I'm like, can I touch your hair? And you know, we talk we talk a lot about hair mm -hmm. and how that works. You know, because I think it goes, they need to understand, like, what's, what is it about my hair that you want to know? And what is it about, you know, that my white kids want to know about right. people who are black hair? You know, it's just, it's, it's a lot of education. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Amy, our favorite white girl, for asking all of our white girl questions. If you have any Ask the White Girl questions, you can go ahead and send them to our Mud Talk Facebook page. Or you can also hit up our email, which is 419mudtalk at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to uh, ask Miss Amy these questions. Or call her Texas, 419-827-TALK. There you go. All right. Well, before we get up out of here, we have to do our favorite it's our favorite segment. It's our favorite, favorite day of the week. It is <laughs> Fuck Yo Feelings Friday. And Fuck Yo Feelings Friday is where we just get off all the shit off our chest that has been built up all month long. And, you know, it's been a long time since we've done an FYF. So I know we got some shit that's So let's up. let our guests go first. Yes. How about that? You got, you have how does, how does go? What, how does go? So if you have anything you want to say about, you know, in any. Think somebody feels some type of way about tell them fuck no, their we, feelings. We don't care about their feelings right now. You know, it's all you. What you need to say? <laughs> oh man! Oh, wow. Okay. Well, for all you parents raising these badass kids, <laughs> fuck your kids and fuck your feelings. Oh, okay. Oh. And get a leash. Right. <laughs> Maybe that is something that the white community can just bring out there to everyone. Yes. Get on a leash. I got a song on my album called Fuck Your Kids. Wow. Well, fuck them kids. So what, what's behind this uh, this, this feeling today? I'm just on high. I'm on high. You're, just, I'm, right I'm, I'm, you're like, I'm good with kids. <laughs> I don't want... mm -hmm. All right. Miss Amy? You know, come back to me. I'll think of one. Oh, okay. okay. I got all sorts of things to say. I, I got one. All those people who judge other people. <sighs> Thank you. Who the fuck? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and fuck your feelings. Let people do what they want to do. You only get one life, okay? Everybody believe YOLO. You only live once. No, you live every day. You die once. So as of today, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. So fuck what you feel. I think like that's what I said earlier, didn't yes, I? Mind your business. I was like, people yes. just need to worry about themselves. Yes. Because yes. what you do is not anybody else's business. Right. Um, mine is pretty much on the same lines. Let people love who the fuck they want to love, okay? okay? Fuck your feelings. If you straight, gay, bi, questioning, whatever you are, love who the fuck you want to love. If you like Becky with the good hair, please go like Becky with the good hair. If you want to go back to your ex, go ahead. That's fine. But guess what? Leave people the fuck alone, okay? Mm -hmm. Fuck people's feelings. Fuck y'all feelings. For those who don't let people love who they want to love, like you just said, we only got one life to live. And I'm not about to spend my whole life wondering about who likes who and who don't. Let me love who the fuck I want to love, okay? I'm going to do what makes me happy. Okay? Because at the end of the day, when I die, you're not going to be at my funeral. So who gives a fuck? So fuck y'all motherfucking feelings, fuck all right? Thank you. If you ain't paying my bills, fuck, fuck your, your feelings. feelings. Okay? Thank you. They say if it doesn't bring you peace, orgasms, or money, it, just, it, it can go. 
Oh, yeah. I like that one. I like that, that too. Peace, <laughs> <laughs> orgasms, or money. That's all. Uh, hey, that's, yeah. I need all three of those. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you, so, you got one? Or was that all in the same? I, I think mine was just the, just my, worry about yourself. Yeah, worry about yourself. Every, on everything. Not just who you want to love or not just who you're talking to. Just worry about yourself. There's too many people worried about the wrong a whole lot of things yes. they shouldn't be worried about. Like, did we not learn shit from COVID? Like, right. Be by yourself. God damn it. I Just, would love for COVID to come back around, like not have to no, deal with anybody. Yeah. Like you want Ooh. the COVID outcome. We don't want the actual random. No, virus. no, yeah. no. Not the virus. I just meant like, you the know. The shutdown. Let's just laugh at for a while. Just oh, yeah. give me the first two months of COVID. Okay, when we so, were like shut down and having a great time. But then after that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Watching, I'm good on that because he the kid thing that he was talking yeah. about. I'm good. I got too many kids in my house. And- you know, watching the versus <laughs> battles on the cell phones, you know, all of that. But anything after like, April or May, we can fuck that shit. I just feel like they should do that once a week every year. It's like a holiday. Yeah. Yes. That'd be nice. I, Where, I got one now, speaking of COVID. Vannies Williams, can you make that happen, please? Thank what you, Councilman <laughs> Woman. Like, what is it? A COVID holiday? A COVID holiday. The remembrance of COVID. <laughs> yes. Do that a whole um, week. We need a week. <laughs> we need a week. Right. And, and make it so that all the government and school agencies are closed. Yes, please. Eight okay. days. That right. Monday follow the holiday. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. To observe it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I did find, I, I just thought of one because you said COVID. If I am in the grocery store, I need you to back the fuck off of me. Okay. Like, that was a COVID thing, and everybody was back, and, and I was like, this is nice. People are away from me. Now we're back up on each other. I'm, I'm unloading. I was unloading and paying. Some lady pushed me with her cart. And I was like, ma'am, you saw the whole thing is on here. Back up. I don't want you in my space. I don't want you on my grocery belt. Yes. I don't want you. I was trying to pay. I don't want you over over my shoulder while I'm paying. Yeah, you know, don't I don't do want that you shit. in my space. Just you know, you should have did. Back up. You should have fired it. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, next time I got, I got you. Oh my god! I'll let you know how that how that goes. Wow. Or or, ugh, you fired. I I just turned around. Embarrassed them. I, like, I, I swear to God. I just turned around. I was like, can you please back up because you're in my bubble. That's yeah, mature. Back the fuck. Back the fuck back up the fuck off of people. That's the mature way. But I don't give a fuck. Yes. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm right. This because it's it's Friday. Exactly. Uh, yes, we love fucking feelings Friday. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get up out of here, um. We do have a, um, I can't even think of the word. <laughs> I'm too busy thinking about the fucking oh. Phyllis Friday. So we do have an event that is coming up soon. Um, it is called the Peace, Health, and Healing. Um, so Peace Fest will be coming up. It actually is Saturday, September 24th from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. at Greater St. Mary's. Um, they're going to have free food and fun. And there is actually going to be a car giveaway there. Um, and it's sponsored by Taylor Automotive Family. Um, you get to spin the wheel contest for prizes, including chances at winning a free vehicle. Um, it is sponsored by NHA, the Junction Coalition, and Saving Ourselves. If you need more information, uh, you can email junctionfunction419 at gmail.com or contact them at 419-408-0998. So make sure you get on out and tap in with the Peace Fest. So, and if you're not good with dates, that's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. At 4.30 to 6 p.m. at my... Oh. 7.30. Where do you see that at? Right here. At Greater St. Mary's. What's it? Where's that? Where's oh, Greater St. Mary's? No. Is there okay. an address on there? Um, it does not have an address, but um, you can Google it. You have Google. Yeah. Yes, we're in 22. What's the food? What, what, what does it say? Um, it just says free food and fun. I mean, I like free food. So we love anything free. And you get the chance at winning the car. We don't like free weed on the show. No. But yes, and you have a chance at winning a free vehicle. So there is that. All right. Well, we appreciate Mr. Victory for stopping through. Make sure y'all tap in with him. Get that album. Um, it's called A Rock in the Weary Land. And it's on all streaming platforms. He has a party y'all can pull up to tonight. Um, but before we get up out of here, um, in two weeks, we are. it's our very special edition of Mud Talk. It's our Sweetest Day Month's episode. I don't know what we're going to call it, but something like that. Um but on the very first episode of that, we have Miss Aisha Walton is going to be in the building. She is an entrepreneur and she is the business owner of Tastefully Freaky. Um, yeah, she's trying to help you be freaky for Sweetest Day. So she's going to be bringing some intimacy equipment on the show. I had to think all day long of how I was instead of saying sex toys. It's a sex toy. <laughs> what? You, you I, act like we didn't just have whole episodes talking about sex and things. I, I wanted to make it sound, I don't know. So I get to actually, I get to actually come back and do a little sex segment too, right? Because I gotta go back to my roots on the mug talk, which was the sex segment. Yes. So yeah, Miss Amy's gonna be doing a segment about intimacy just in time for uh, just for Sweetest Day, and apparently our engineer and I are playing a game, a sex toy game, where we're going to guess the sex toy. Okay. <laughs> you coming? 
<laughs> there is no consent. No, there's always consent. Where's the yes. contract? Well, I'm saying we did consent. So um, that's apparently what Miss Amy is trying to get us to do, y'all. So It'll I don't know. We should yeah. bring dates. We haven't agreed to that. Do a sex talk? Yeah, it'd be fun. Is this wow. is this is this mud talk? <laughs> Did you say we're gonna find you a date? Is that what we're gonna do there? I'm, oh, y'all did say that. So but. if you want to date Michelle, you just let me know. Is this mud what talk or Kama Sutra? Like I'm so both. confused. It's I, both I, mean, I see. We need to call play. this mud talk after dark or something. I don't know. We're gonna call it Ooh. mud talk foreplay. Get you in the mood to go home and do what you do. Okay, yeah. all right. Like so Aisha will be on the show. Um, like I said, she is the owner of Tastefully Freaky, so she's gonna be bringing some stuff from the show to let you know, you know, how to be tastefully freaky um, for Sweetest Day. So. I want to be freaky, freaky. What if I want to be tasteful? <laughs> yes, that too. Aisha, let me know. She's gonna do that. Off camera and tell you all that. She that's, got, that's the she, after after dark. That's the after after dark. Okay. That's probably in the trunk of her car. She's ready to oh, sell it for you. All right. Listen. All right. Well, that's all the time that we got here on the show today, y'all. We appreciate all our guests for stopping by. We will see y'all in two weeks. But I'm Big T. And I'm Shay Renee. And I'm Miss Amy. Our favorite white girl. And remember, Mud Talk is the only podcast that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion for the 419 and the only show that keeps our ears to the streets. Why you grind in the 419? All right. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks, y'all. Hey, Mud Talk certified.